Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I, I mean, Debo's up there, but yeah. like... No, no, I hear what you're saying with Christian. Like, Listen, Christian this is has why, no flaw. This is why I wanted him traded here last year. This is why we kicked this around two and a half weeks before he actually got traded here. And it wasn't just, hey, Niners, go get him. It's because, like, what are they going to do with McCaffrey? And when I just looked at the offense, it didn't have to be McCaffrey. could have been Saquon Barkley. could have been any running back who could catch the ball on the mm. backfield. I just thought that was the missing element in this offense. You had Debo. You had Ayuk. You had Kittle. But where's the dump offs at? Mm. Where's the check down at? Where's the safety valve at for a quarterback like Brock or Jimmy or Trey? They tried that with Jarek McKinney towards ACO a week before the season opener in Minnesota when they signed him to the big money deal. And he was just never right with the 49ers. Can you throw the ball? We saw elements of it with Raheem Mostert in the Texas round. Opening day, 2020, against Arizona, the pandemic season, where he goes like 90 yards mm. on a touchdown against Isaiah Simmons. But that was the missing element in this offense. And so for Christian McCaffrey to get traded here, and you heard what he said, they took a gamble on me. This guy's an all-time great. It wasn't a gamble, Christian. <laughs> it wasn't a gamble at all. Trust me. Who would have gave up more first-round picks to get you out of Carolina? But the gratitude that he had, what you said, the gratitude and appreciation. And then he talked about his father, Ed, getting him ready as a yeah. kid. Ed McCaffrey's like, hey, you sure you want to wear Jesus school? May weigh you down. May weaken your Ed told him, hey, at the prep rallies, don't be doing all that shouting and stuff. It, Just chill. <laughs> it, it is remarkable. Now, you have like a LeBron James whose father didn't play in the league, but LeBron's kids will. Right. Some of them will play in the NBA. It's remarkable how many top athletes right now are the sons of other former top There's athletes. A lot. There's you know, a lot. Patrick Mahomes' dad pitched in the right. bigs. Obviously. Oh, real Ro quick. Uh, Bully, Bully was talking to me off uh, uh, off air about Patrick Mahomes Sr. Real quick. Oh, yeah. They were in Minnesota one year, and this is when Mahomes Sr. was pitching with the Twins. Okay. He wanted to practice. With He's like, yo, can I come practice? He said Mahomes Sr. was out there not just dunking, but two-head gorilla ducks. Power ducks. Oh. Said Mahomes Sr. was legit on the court. It doesn't it was like like So to your point about these kids, they yeah. can do all sports. Mahomes could have yes. played any sport. I know. But like, it is crazy to me how many of the former athletes' children are now dominating sports right yeah. now. Uh, obviously, there, there's the there's the financial aspect of it where they, they just can get better training and resources and access, etc. But to me, it's the mindset, too. And it's got to take advantage of the situation. Yeah, but like Steph Curry, right? He's the top of his profession. Christian McCaffrey. Brock Purdy, his father played in the minors, correct? Yep. Um, Patrick Mahomes, his father played in the bigs. Like, it is not that athletes can't come from all walks of life, but it is crazy how many of them there are right now in professional sports dominating at the highest level. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt about that. Christian McCaffrey also, the the whole fire alarm story with Ross Tucker. Hey, I'm going to play. We got King of the Hill coming up. But Ross Tucker real quick. I'll start eating guru yesterday. We're gonna, it's going to be the theme. This may be the theme today to get us fired up on a football Friday here on 95.7 The Game. Here's Ross Tucker yesterday on Stardy Guru, live from Radio Row. The Niners could be a really likable team if they would just stop complaining all the time. About what? About everything. <laughs> Give us yeah. an example. Okay. Well, uh, the field, the practice la no, field. No, no, no. Last week, last week, well, first of all, all you heard from any Niner 
all offseason, every Niner player or fan was the only reason why they lost to the Eagles was because, because both quarterbacks get hurt. My recommendation would be to not let your quarterbacks get hurt, okay? <laughs> not let the defense kill your quarterbacks. Then, and they talked about all offseason, okay? Then, next thing we have, last week, they asked Bosa his impression of uh, the Chiefs offensive line. He's like, they hold a lot. Yeah. Then they asked Jed York what he remembered from the Super Bowl four years ago. I remember Nick Bosa being held on third and 15. They're uh, always whining uh, or complaining about something. Now this week, what do we have? The practice field isn't good. Right. It's the Super Bowl. You're barely practicing anyway. They're doing like a walkthrough. Hey, give me a break. And then today, now they had the alarm pull. You got you got sign That you happens see, every You got to see my post. At Ross, I grandpa. Right. I said, well, at least now, if, if the Niners lose, now we know why. Changes everything. The Thursday alarm pull, that changes everything. Wow. I mean, they, they at least they have their built-in excuse. Who? But... Uh, <laughs> So let, let me hold saying on. that that's the end right. all be all. Yeah, but you know what was funny? When McCaffrey spoke to the press yesterday, he didn't believe the alarm was set off by accident. McCaffrey said, I think there's no way it's random. It's part of it. It's just more wood thrown on the fire. Could you imagine how likable Ross Tucker could be if he stopped complaining about the Niners complaining? Yep. Bosa, how about this? I didn't know this happened. Bosa said, I'm sure somebody did it. Kind of reminded me of Philly when they had this construction going on outside. It was early in the morning. They were like demolishing a bridge right outside our hotel. We haven't had the best luck, but no excuses. So... Oh, <laughs> we're trying to get to Sunday and be as prepared as we can. Uh, and if we had to deal with a couple more issues, we're ready to do it. But McCaffrey doesn't think it was accidental. Bosa doesn't think it was accidental. McCaffrey's like, hey, just more wood thrown on the fire. Well, it's petty. It's all good. It is petty. It's by the petty. Way, by the way, you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM in HB1 San Francisco. The San Francisco Sheriff's Office countdown to kickoff clock says we are two days, eight hours, 24 minutes, five seconds, four seconds. Three seconds, two seconds, one second away from the big game. And a big shout-out to Pete's Coffee for sending us to the big game. No, We're going I'm to Vegas right for the game. Thanks to Pete's Coffee. Thank you to them for going out to Vegas. I can't wait to get and down there. If you're out and about and you're at a Pete's or you're wearing your Niner gear with your Pete's Coffee, send us a photo, tweet it at us, Instagram us, tag us. I'll re, uh, repost it. Can't wait for this game. Because I think it could rank in my top seven to King of the Hill in the future. We got King of the Hill coming up right now. Let's get to it, folks. God, I love this music. I love it. Especially on the Football Friday, presented by Flag and Anthem. King of the Hill this week. Listen, it's seven greatest championship teams in Bay Area sports history. Seven greatest teams. On Sunday, when the 49ers win, where would this championship rank? I have a feeling it's going to be high on the list in the future. But right now, we go to number seven. Number seven, the 1990 Stanford Cardinal women's basketball team winning Tara Vanderbilt's first NCAA championship. She now has three, but that's the first one. Women's basketball team, Stanford, winning that 1990 Final Four. Shout out to Jennifer Azy. Heard from her the other day. She's out in Vegas doing big things with the Aces, Las Vegas Aces, who won back-to-back championships. That's my number seven championship team in Bay Area sports history. Number six, the 2018 Golden State Warriors. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, they were bored that season. They won 58 games, didn't have home court advantage. They went to Houston, won a game seven to Houston, when Houston missed 27 straight threes. Look, that team could have won 70 games if they wanted to. They limped into the playoffs. They didn't care. They still won that championship and went back to back. 
back to back. Number six, 2018, Golden State Warriors. Number five. Number five. This may be too low on my list. The 1984 San Francisco 49ers. 15-1. Winning the Super Bowl at Stanford Stadium against Dan Marino and the Miami Dolphins. They build that Super Bowl as Dan Marino's coming out party. And he winked in the camera when he got introduced to the crowd at Palo, in Palo Alto at Stanford Stadium. But Joe Montana stole the show. The iconic video footage of Joe just being on the sideline by himself with the helmet on in the waiting seconds of that Super Bowl. And Joe just looking at the camera, throwing up the one. I love that image. Today's not the day. I, I, I'm stunned you put the 1990 Stanford women's. I'm not hating on it. I'm just. Why? Well, what, why? I just. I think if we pulled 100 various here. sports fans, I don't I, know if two of them would come up with that championship. What? So what? That's what makes me me. I know. That's what makes me me. That's tough. That's Shout tough. Shout out women's basketball. Uh, number four. Number four. The 1989 Oakland Athletics. The 1989 Oakland Athletics. The Bass Brothers. Ricky Henderson. What's so funny about them? What? What? No, I'm just listening to the drops. Oh, yeah. That team was loaded. I mean, it was against the Giants. That one should be elevated. (laughs) Earthquake? Number Number four. 1989 Oakland Athletics, number four. Okay. Why? Because number three, I got my 2020. Or excuse me, 2012. 2012 San Francisco Giants. That was a great regular season team. Great regular season team. Go down 0-2 to Cincinnati. You win three straight in Cincinnati, who had the best home record in the National League that season. Then you go down 3-1 against St. Louis. You win three straight. And then you smoke the Tigers. I remember I bet Mark Spears, a young Bonte Hill, betting Mark Spears. He goes, the Tigers got y'all, bro. They got all the momentum. We bet a World Series hat. Thank you to Mark Spears for that hat. The 2012 <laughs> Giants' third best championship team in Bay Area sports history. Number two. Number two. This is tough. Raymond Ritter's not going to be happy with this, but the 2017 Golden State Warriors are number two. Maybe the greatest NBA basketball team of all time. So you have two. You have 18 and 17. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin Durant. (laughs) Kevin Durant. Rosters, not like what the. No, I'm just going championships. I'm going my top seven championship teams. Okay. My top. This is my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my list. King of the Hill. My list, not yours. Your list may be different. Yeah. Because number one. Yes. Number Number one. one. Are the 1989 San Francisco 49ers, the ones that demolished the Denver Broncos 55 to 10. They went back to back. And that Super Bowl, I remember Pat Summerall and John Madden after the game said, you know, (laughs) the way they won this game, who's to say they can't win three in a row? And damn it, they knocked on the door. They got close to winning three in a row. Ronnie Lott, Matt Villain, John Taylor, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana's best game in the Super Bowl in New Orleans, Louisiana Superdome, and Bill Walsh midway through the first quarter. Telling somebody in the suite, this is going to be a blowout. And you know what? It was a blowout. 55 wow. to 10. That's no 2010. Reason. No 2014. 2012 Giants just better than 2010. Oh, no, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm just, you're saying championship. I, I right. meant more like the, the feeling when you won, like the 2022 Boston Warriors won. Well, that's a different list. That's a different category. Okay. This is the greatest teams. Greatest, greatest teams. Great, my greatest championship teams in Bay Area sports history. Then 95 didn't make it. Wow. It's tough. 89 was better. No, was better. some people think 84 and 89 are better than yeah, 95. Yeah. So I'm not, tough I'm list. not mad. We've it is a tough list. Look, there's going to be some A's fans out there saying, where's the 70 A's at? 
Reggie Jackson? Catfish. I mean, Catfish, Vita Blue? Yeah. I mean, it's a tough list. No, you know why? Because really Bay Area has great championship yes. teams. We have great tradition here. Yes. So not to short side on all those other championship teams, but this is my list. It's all debatable. We'll get it on Twitter. If you debate your mom if you yeah, want I to. I thought you were going to maybe care. put the Stanford golf team with Noda Begay and Tiger Woods his freshman year. You know what? Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Don't be hating on Tara Vanderveer and Jennifer Azey and the Stafford Cardinal. That was big time in the Bay Area. Big time. 1992. Then you won one a few years ago. Laugh if you want to. Shout out to Tara Vanderveer and the Stafford Cardinal. What's coming up on the game? Brought to you by Flag and Anthem. Your phone calls. We're going to go down memory lane as well. Memory lane with some playoff moments in 49ers history as we get ready for the big game on Sunday. More coming up on the roast. Fonte, the more you talk, the more you make me nervous. To the morning roast with Fonte and Shasky. Hopefully, the Niners are running the town on Sunday. Not only this town, but the town of Las Vegas and towns all around the world. We've been waiting for this for a long, long time as we're talking about this big game on Sunday. <clears throat> Pardon me, it is a Football Friday presented by Flag and Eth. I don't want to get to the calls. We're going down memory lane, and I want you guys to stick with this. And I want you guys to feel the pain that's led up to this moment on Sunday in Las Vegas. But I do want to get to the calls because it's not about talking at you. It's, talk, it's all about talking with you. We're with the people. We love hearing from the fans. So you know what? I'm going to go out to Jersey. I'm going to go out to Jersey. And I, I have a funny suspicion about this call. But let's go to Kyle in Jersey. Kyle in Jersey. What's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? I am a uh, newer fan of your show, but a huge fan. Um, been listening to you guys for the last month or so, almost daily, and I'm a lifelong Niners fan, obviously from Jersey. But you guys certainly uh, make me feel at home. Um, you guys are giving me all the positive energy, getting me all jacked up, and I just want this so bad. I'm 37, but I've never had the chance to see the Niners win a Super Bowl. And of all my sports teams, this is my ultimate team, the team I care the most about. And I want this so bad, and my son's going to be turning five this summer, and he's starting to get into 49ers football with me, learning all the players' names. That's cool. And and his name happens to be Brock. So when we had Purdy take over last year, I was hoping it was kind of fateful. So, um, you know, I'm not a crier, but I feel like, if I get the chance to see those Niners win on Sunday and I get to share that with my son wearing our matching uh, matching Purdy shirts, you better believe there's going to be tears. Oh, I love that. It's appropriate that. to cry. There you go, Kyle. Real men cry. <clears throat> Niners win, you cried on Sunday? Me? Yeah. Uh, probably. I mean, I got a lot of emotion going on in my life right now, no so I'm not going to lie. You know, I uh, FaceTimed my dad. It was the first time I've been able to actually see him sit up in over a month, and... You know, like my mom was showing him photos and stuff and, right. and telling him that we're going. He's really groggy, so he doesn't even know like what's going on. Right. But I think I think he's becoming more cognizant. He realizes what's going on right now. And like I can't think about the Niners winning a championship without thinking about what it means to me and my dad and my brother. Like yeah. I'm I'm getting choked up thinking about it. Like this team all these teams, but this team in particular, like part of our family bond and that familial tie is going on Sundays to the Niner game. No is doubt. screaming and yelling about that team before, during, middle, after the game and talking about them during the week. And, and so like, yeah, like, hell yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to end up tearing up, dude. Like yeah. this team means more than just sports. 